The account Deep Water starts with a description of William Douglas at the YMCA pool to learn swimming. He's a 10 or 11 year old boy and he has never learned swimming like the other American children do at a young age. Uh, in those days it would be natural for children to learn swimming in the rivers uh, because of the lot of water bodies being found around Washington. Uh, but he did not do so because his mother had always warned him to never go and try swimming in the Yakima River because it was treacherous. Now though this fact is not given in this account, he was a favorite of his mother. Amongst the other children, he was the favorite child. And this fear that was generated in his mind stopped him from learning swimming till he was 10 or 11 years old. But one day he decided that he had to do it. That will show you the determination this boy had even as a little child. So he decided that he would go to the shallow end which was two to three feet deep and there he would gradually you know, uh, try to get used to, familiarized with the pool. And then he would move on to the deeper end which was nine feet deep and the drop was gradual. So initially he decided to be on his own and he took a pair of water wings so that he could float in the pool because he didn't know swimming. He was a little body conscious also. He had this body image problem. He felt he was too thin. But he decided, he was so determined, he decided that he had to learn swimming. And so he even swallowed his humiliation that he felt because he was not very happy with his body. Uh, he remembers, as he's telling us this account, he remembers that he had never ever felt comfortable with water right from the beginning, even as a three or four year old child. He remembers when his father took him to the beach in California and the surf had knocked him down, uh, he had not felt good, he had felt a panicky situation arising. He was really frightened. His father had laughed, not understanding the kind of fear that was prevailing in his mind. And that terror was an intrinsic fear of water that William Douglas always had. When William Douglas decided to learn swimming at the YMCA pool, he felt a revival of all the memories, the unpleasant memories of childhood when he was in water and he had never felt comfortable. But he decided that he had to get confident, he had to go there and try it out. And he would do it by imitating others, by watching other children do it. He had done it two or three times and on different days and now he was feeling a bit more comfortable than, in, than, the, than the initial days. He went to the pool when there was no one else and the water was still, he was all by himself. The water had a good feel to it but this beautiful moment passed away very soon when a huge boy, a big boy with a big build, probably 18 years old, came, picked him up and jokingly threw him into the pool. This was an act of bullying, uh, but uh, that was how it was. That is what happened. So he picked him and threw him into the deep end. As William Douglas landed in the water, he started swallowing water and he, the fear started building up inside him. But that fear was not a paralyzing fear. He decided to keep his mind cool and to work out a strategy. And the strategy that he worked out in his mind was that as soon as his feet would hit the bottom, he would try to make a jump and then he would come up to the surface and lie flat on it and then he would just float <clears throat> and paddle to the edge of the pool. What William Douglas had expected did not happen. 
as he went down into the pool he felt as if the depth was a lot more than he had imagined the 9 feet seemed like 90 and his lungs were out of breath out of air he wanted to come up but he had to hit the bottom first jump up so he did that and he thought in his mind that he would just jump up as light as the cork of a bottle when he did come up to the surface only his eyes and nose came out and uh, he he could not really breathe in enough before he started sinking back again he tried to uh, move his arms and uh, flailed his arms on the surface of the water but he only swallowed some water and he went down there was this great force of the water that was pulling him down and he felt as if his legs were paralyzed he decided that he had to uh, once again make a jump from the bottom of the pool he was actually now using up all his residual energy his strength and it was as if he was part of a nightmare and the irresistible force of the water was pulling him down in in a nightmarish quality his breath was completely gone he had no more air in his lungs he felt dizzy but he did not forget what he had to do which was to jump up from the pool he did that uh, after a very slow descent down to the bottom of the pool he tried to jump up but he just could not come up he felt now the terror build up inside him and he felt paralyzed absolutely paralyzed with fear but he did not lose sense of what he was supposed to do when he did make a jump from the bottom of the pool he did not come anywhere near the surface he was still in the water under water he looked around for something he could hold on maybe there was a rope there maybe a ladder maybe some water wings but he did not see anything except for swaths of water yellow water around him now he was totally in the grip of terror and he tried to scream he tried to call out his mother's name and he tried to oh, he, he felt his legs tremble he felt himself shaking and trembling he when he came out once again he surfaced once again he felt he was coming out he his eyes were out but his nose did not manage to reach the surface so he tried to suck in for air but because he had not reached the surface his nose was still under water so he started swallowing water and now he was almost losing consciousness as he was losing consciousness he felt his body go limp he felt a blackout happening and he felt as if the fear was gone and he had to just let everything go and he had to accept what was happening so he was simply he had a sensation of floating in space he imagined he was in the tender arms of his mother and he fell unconscious the next thing he remembered was that somebody had pulled him out of the pool obviously because he was lying on flat on his stomach by the pool side and somebody was trying to resuscitate him get the water out of his stomach and then they were talking about uh, a child a kid bullying uh, william douglas and throwing him into the pool and they were remarking on the fact that he had almost lost his life the aftermath of this incident was um, a very great 
because uh, William Douglas felt that he just could not get over the trauma of this incident. He was weak and trembling. He lay down on the bed. He couldn't eat at night. He always had a phobia in his mind. He couldn't exert himself at all. He felt sick. And after such a traumatic incident, he never went to the pool again. And he decided to avoid water at all costs. The long-term effect of this terror that he had experienced as a result of the trauma in the pool was that he could not participate in the activities like the other young people of America did. The youth of America and the other people enjoy the natural beauty of the region. They go fishing, they go swimming, uh, they, they dive and they enjoy the waters of the lakes and rivers present there. Uh, so the writer felt, William Douglas felt, that he was deprived of this joy. Whether it was the Cascade Rapids that he could go and have a, a bath in or maybe a swim uh, or the Titan River in Washington, in Yakima County, the Bumping River, Baum Lake in Idaho, United States or the Deschutes or Metolius River. He mentions a lot of these sites where young people would go, enjoy their holidays swimming, fishing, fishing for salmon, boating and swimming, uh, was, that was all that others did but he could not. Finally he decided that he had to overcome this fear because it was really ruining his life. As you grow up and you experience more and more of life, you realize that sometimes it's your own personality your own fears that are stopping you from reaching your full potential or experiencing life in all its fullness. That is what William Douglas felt when he could not join in with the others of his age in trips uh, like canoeing, trips for boating and swimming. So he decided that he had to put everything that he had into overcoming his fear of water. He tried by himself, but sometimes you need help. You can't do it on your own. So he took this positive step of hiring an, an instructor to teach him to swim. Now, the fact that he had hired an instructor who would teach him to swim was not such a simple deal. It proved to be quite a complicated procedure because the instructor had to actually put a belt around him and tie him with a rope that ran onto an overhead cable and uh, the in instructor had to then hold one end of that rope and allow uh, William Douglas some slack so that he could go back and forth. And he had to do it to give, it a, give this man a sense of security uh, so that he wouldn't feel he was going to drown and that phobia that was preventing him from entering water would gradually and slowly reduce. So the idea of reducing fears is, first of all, you have to familiarize yourself with the situation. So this was this whole familiar, familiarization that was taking place. So it was for five days a week, one hour each day. So five hours in a week. And as he went into the pool, he swam across the pool with a rope tied to him. Sometimes the instructor would relax the rope so that uh, the swimmer would go underwater. When William Douglas felt he was going underwater, he would immediately experience a resurfacing of his old fear. 
this process of learning swimming in this way through this contraption of the rope tied to an overhead cable with a pulley uh, went on for three months. It took three whole months for the anxiety that William Douglas felt to uh, reduce. After that, the instructor taught him how to gradually put his face under the water and exhale and raise his nose and inhale. This was repeated many times. It was this re repetitive action which helped him to get uh, William Douglas to get rid of the panic that he experienced when he put his head under water. So basically your knowledge and your experience of something reduces the fear and that was the principle the instructor was working on. So after that, uh, in order to increase his uh, efficacy in water, his efficiency in dealing with water, he had to be given the skills. So uh, William Douglas was taken to the side of the pool where he was taught how to kick with his legs. He was taught to swim various strokes. So it was a bit by bit process. Various components of swimming were involved in this lesson. And ultimately the whole technique was absorbed by William O. Douglas and he was ready to swim. After that, um, after this whole procedure ended, uh, he, he still had to test himself by swimming uh, the length of the pool. So he did swim the length and the length of the pool up and down, but he felt that though largely he was comfortable, there were still some portions of that old fear which were residing in his mind which would come out. So uh, he would go off to another length of the pool. He kept on challenging himself. He didn't stop as soon as he experienced that fear. He pushed himself to go on swimming. So this went on and went on for a very long time. He started one October and then until July of the next year, this continued. But he was not satisfied. Uh, while the instructor had just said that his job was finished, uh, but uh, you know this job of the swimmer to con control his fears was not finished. So the instructor was finished, but I was not finished, says Douglas in this account. He was not finished because he had to ultimately put himself to the final test of feeling absolutely like fish in water, comfortable, at ease, at home. If you look at the tenacity of this man, William Douglas, you see how long he has taken in this whole process of learning how to swim. He starts off in October. He learns swimming by April of the next year when the instructor tells him that he can go ahead and swim on his own. Uh, but it is not until July that he has stopped challenging himself in the pool by going again and again, feeling the fear return, not exactly feeling comfortable even after learning swimming completely. So he decides, decides to raise the bar to challenge himself further, to finally push himself to that level where he will be exposed to a water body which is more than just a swimming pool, it's a natural water body. So he decided to go to Lake Wentworth in New Hampshire and he dived into it uh, from, the, from a dock at Triggs Island. He swam two miles across the lake to Stampact Island. And he tried all the various swimming strokes the instructor had taught him. 
and as he reached the middle of this two-mile-long lake, he felt that old fear returning. When he put his face under water, especially, uh, but he spoke to himself and he just shooed away the fear. He laughed off the fear. And he defeated it, swam on, and decided that he had to keep on doing this because there were some doubts in his mind which were which had not yet gone away. So he went up the Titan River to the Conrad Meadows, Meadows, and uh, then he camped there uh, near the Mead Glacier, which is by the side of the Warm Lake. And uh, he, this this warm lake is in uh, Yakima. It's in Washington. And the next morning, he dived into the lake and he swam across the shore, just as somebody he knew, a doctor he knew, Doug Corporan had done. Doug used to do this, and he would watch him and also want to imitate him, but he had never had the courage to do that. So today. The day that he managed to swim across Warm Lake, he remembered that physician, friend of his, Doug Corporan, and how he used to swim across the lake. Now that he had achieved this extraordinary feat, which was a feat for him, he shouted with joy, and he felt that finally he had conquered the fear of water. This whole experience was like a learning experience for him. It was like one of the lessons of life, because he realized that once you know what terror is, and once you've conquered it, only then can you appreciate this whole process. So he says it's very, very easy to give up. In death, he says there is peace. There is terror only in the fear of death. So death is peaceful by itself, but the anticipation of death makes you feel terrified. This is what Roosevelt knew when he said, "All we have to fear is fear itself." So he recalls Roosevelt's President Roosevelt's words, and he realizes that fear is a something that contains in itself the germs of, you know, success. If you overcome fear through your personal endeavor, then it's you're going to defeat it, and it's never going to come back to you. So it's it's like a freeing exercise. It frees you. It releases you from the bonds, the tight bonds, bondage that you were under when you had the fear in your mind. That is William Douglas's experience, and a highly motivating one for anyone who has any kind of fear. Today. We will read an extract called "Deep Water" from a book of men and mountains written by William O. Douglas. William O. Douglas was born in 1898, and he suffered from polio during his childhood. However, he had strength of character, which made him go out into the mountains to hike and to walk the rugged terrains to be able to build the strength of his legs. Another unfortunate incident of his childhood was that he lost his father at the age of six, but that did not stop this boy from moving ahead. He was born in Maine, Minnesota, but after the father's demise, his mother moved to Yakima, Washington, and there he went to the high school. He was a very great outdoor outdoor personality. So in this book. 
we find that there is a kind of description of how as children you could go out and you could be alone and be pitted against the wild mountains this is what the readers find unusual about the book because william o douglas was all by himself in the mountains another aspect of william o douglas's life was that he got full scholarship to the university and he got he graduated from university after which he became a teacher for some years a couple of years but he was not satisfied so he started to study law and he ultimately rose to become the longest serving justice in the supreme court of america